there's always somebody willing to pay it. Like this money is just coming. It's fucking flowing everywhere. Like people are pulling money out of their ass. I don't know how they're you're t- a million dollars for a three story, two bedroom townhome. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 169 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ariel. He's Adrian. We talk everything about real estate. And today we're going to talk about the rise or potential rise in mortgage rates and if that will affect the real estate market. The next release date for the new rate, Bank of Canada. March 2nd, they forecasted, I think, I can't remember off the top of my head, something like six increases over the next 12 months. Last, the last release, which was in Feb, in January, they held it. They did not change it, which I think comes as no surprise as the economy is in much the same position as it was prior to that. But the question is, how will it affect the market? That's a very common question. Um, and everybody makes a big deal about it every time historically when there's been a rate increase, but from my experience, it seldom has any effect. So do you think the rates will rise enough this spring to potentially hinder First-time home buyers. I don't think so. I think. Well, let's say first of all. So if if they if their forecasted increase of something like six increases, which is usually a quarter of a percent each time, so we're talking one and a half percent over the next year. But let's say in March they do increase it, and it goes up by 025 percent, and then the banks unquestionably follow suit and raise their rates. I think it could actually heat up the market because I think that there's been, it's been so long since there's been an increase in, in the rate that people will be like, Oh shit, I better lock in a rate and buy a house now before it goes up even more. So if anything, I I feel like it could cause an influx of buyers I don't think you're wrong. I think here's here's the prediction. Here's the the crystal ball. You know, we're February of 2022. We're a few weeks away from this potential rise in the Bank of Canada rate. And as you said, subsequently, the banks, financial institutions will all increase mortgage rates. They have crept up over the last 12 months. So if you look back... If you look back, you know, kind of year over year, uh, the rates today that you can you can get on a mortgage are higher than what they were. But now we're talking, okay, another increase and potential subsequent increases to that. I think a lot of people are gonna be pulling the trigger. Um and trying to lock in. I I think we're going to start seeing a whole lot more fixed rate mortgages than yes. we've seen. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. And and long term, like um long I know term. more people that have done 7 and 10 year terms because they can lock yeah. in such a great rate. 
Um, and based on not a bad idea, but boy, I would hate to pay the penalty on a 10 year fixed. Well, no, it's uh, only, you're only pay you only pay it up to five years. No different from a five year. Oh, is that so? Yeah. They count know, I've never years. done. I've never done, nor have I personally have had a client to do a seven or 10 year mortgage. So yeah, but I would assume we're going to start seeing more and more of that. I suspect so. I do. And uh, I, this is a, a, something that I was thinking about recently with the rate increases, because I recently met with a couple that own a property that I felt would be better suited to listing a little bit later in the year than immediately due to the type of home, the uh, money invested in landscaping and a pool, among other things. And one of the considerations I had when making that suggestion to them was acknowledging that there is a potential rate increase in a month and how will that impact them? And my thoughts then were much the same as I've just conveyed that I think either the rate doesn't change as par for the course when we head into a busy spring market and they're in a good position or the rate does change. And I suspect that it will actually increase uh, buyer activity because they're concerned about further increases. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, with the low supply, you know, if, if the market was different right now in that homes are sitting on the market for 30, 45 days, and then the rate increases, I would have said, ah, maybe it's going to slow down the market even more. But when homes are on the market for hours, you know, two days, the house is sold. We're seeing homes that are listed artificially low and getting a shit ton of offers and selling for quote unquote, hundreds of thousands over asking like pretty well. Like if you're in Halton region right now, if you see a home that's listed for eight ninety nine, it's probably going to sell for 1.3, you know, 400,000 over asking. Um, that's a whole other podcast episode, but, and I'm sure we've talked about it. It just num- makes my blood boil. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous, but you know, we're, we're no different. I mean, it's it's part of the land right now. If you, you want, I don't get... mind the idea of it. I just hate the way people talk about it. Right, right. So, you mean you didn't go pounding your chest everywhere that you just sold your last listing at two hundred eighty thousand? Uh, well, that dollars yeah, over asking. Yeah. That for sure. That's really annoying. But also. Uh, which I think is actually changing because now people are talking about it more. So you see a bit less of it, but the media still plays on Like they make such a big deal about a house that sells for X amount over asking. But if you look at the comps, it sold for what it probably should have sold for. Yeah. You know, um, I think we're just going to see, like, this is so stupid, right? Like you're talking everybody in the media, is talking about how hot the market is, how hot the market is. And then you have the the opposite, you know, the polar opposite of it is where people are talking about the government potentially in a, 
creating some kind of slowdown, uh, whether it's by something to do with rates, something to do with taxes. Uh, we've heard potentially, you know, capital gains taxes on primary residences. We've heard increase on capital gains tax on um, investment properties, non-primary residences. So there's all kinds of rumblings. And I think all of those rumblings are also heating up the market. So you've got low supply, you've got all these rumors, then you've got mortgage rates that are going to slowly creep up. I think we're going to see a ridiculously stupid spring market and it's already started. It's already started. We have seen like January. I mean, we don't have the stats just yet as, uh, as we record this episode, by the way, you're listening to episode 169 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Make sure you comment and give us some ideas on future podcasts, what you want to hear from us, and uh, give us a thumbs up if you like watching or listening to us. I'm also curious about our listeners and viewers' um, speculation on the market, specifically as it relates to if we see an increase in rates and how they think that will affect it. I just got off the call off a call with um, a potential client before we, we popped on this uh, podcast. But the question to me was, you know, what is your prediction? Like, what do you think the, the spring market is going to do? And that's all these are folks. I mean, like whatever you're saying, whatever I'm saying might be right. Might not be right. Sure, we have experience in dealing with this every day. Historically, I might say we should go back and and do like a uh, years in review because every time we make predictions, we're spot on. Like I don't think we've had a bad prediction yet. Not yet. I mean, ever it's bound to happen. Uh, the best of the best, or you know, the most intelligent economists, forecast wrong. I think the difference is we've got our feet in the market actively. So, you know, we have firsthand experience on consumers and what their thoughts are on the market versus just looking at numbers. And that's the biggest driving. Well, one of the bigger. Well, it's like me trying to teach Gordon Ramsay how to make a better chicken. Right. Not really sure what you mean, but sort of follow. (laughs) I'm just hungry. I haven't. Beef Wellington, you'd have today. He'd probably he'd probably do a good job with a beef Wellington. I haven't made a beef Wellington in a long time. I have never I made one. I saw I a video the probably, other day. That's why I'm talking about it. It's probably because Natalie hates mushrooms. But, okay. Uh, it's it's actually not that complicated to. Is Siri telling you? Her She's recipe? listening in. Yes. Um, did you know? By the way, I didn't know this, and I did it yesterday. Um, you can change the voice and the accent. You and I are so connected. (laughs) Are we? I did it two days ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. What did you change to? Um, I don't remember now. I couldn't really hear it, but it sounded like regular lady. That was my watch. I think maybe I have to change it on both or maybe I didn't actually save it, but there was so many options. You could download all these different packs. I think I chose a, a British guy's voice or something like that. I, cho- I chose the uh, Australian guy. 
Okay. I figured like, I was thinking like Butler, right? Like freaked the hell out of me the first time because I forgot I did it and I hopped in the car and I got a text message and I've got, you know, the Apple CarPlay in the car and um, obviously, and I, uh, so I got a text message and I was expecting normal lady Siri voice and here's the guy telling me, you know, like I was like, what the fuck? I must not have actually selected it then because it, it sounds like it works across the platform. So I'll have to check that. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, you can now select male or female Siri voices and have probably six or seven different accents that you can choose from in each. I thought well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite I get excited over stupid little electronic things. Anyway, um, so just one thing that could happen. And I, and this is just, I don't know, it's all speculation, but in 2017, we had like the perfect storm. We had um, a super hot, low inventory period of time for the first few months of the year. And then all of a sudden, we had a huge influx of inventory. But at the same time, we also had... I wouldn't a, say huge. It was pretty substantial at its peak. Not huge. Uh, well, we'd have to look back. But I think it was huge by my definition. But in addition to whatever that quantity of increase was... Um, we had government intervention because they imposed a bunch of new laws specific. A lot of it was focusing on um, foreign buyers, the foreign buyer tax and stuff like that. So that all combined wreaked havoc on the market, causing it to dip temporarily, which was for a fair number of months before it plateaued and started to go up again. Um I think the inventory increase was the biggest factor of that. But this year, we could see something similar where you have the rate increase, you may get an influx of inventory, you get COVID COVID rules being reduced, which causes more people to get out, which who knows how that affects it. And then there's a lot of speculation about government intervention again with, like you're saying, um, changing capital gains taxes on various aspects of real estate, among other things. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. The other thing that I don't think a lot of people have taken into consideration, the cost of living has already gone up and will continue to go up substantially over the next number of months. You look at prices of cars. Manufacturers have tacked on additional fees you know, I was talking well, to you talk about, about the boat. That's the boat. Perfect I called, example. I called the boat dealer, saw a boat, called them up. Oh, no, we only got 12 of them and they're all sold out. I said, okay, what about the next order? He said, yeah, that's in August of 2022. I'll put your name down. I said, okay. I said, what's the price? Well, we don't know what the price for that model is yet, but what we do know is that the manufacturer put on a $4,500, I don't even remember what they called it. I thought it was a tax, but it's not. It was a a luxury, kind of like a luxury tax that the manufacturer implemented. I was speaking to uh, one of my old colleagues in the Toyota world, and 
Toyota just raised their prices uh, effective January 1st, right across the board. Um, just jacked up the MSRP on everything. Yeah. And, and nothing's being negotiated now. No. Well, if you go in anywhere, I was in a pizza place the other day and they had a sign prices increasing five to 50%, depending on the item. I was in um, our appliances that we got for the rental property. The guy told me prices are going up in February. Um, where else was I? Oh, I was at a hardware store and no, oh, no, no. I got an email from a hardware store saying that all Festool products are going up in price significantly in February. Uh, so everything's increasing. Well, look at the price of gas. Yeah, it's bread, crazy. Eggs, butter. Like my grocery bill has shot up tremendously. I haven't been following gas that much, but my buddy was saying that they're predicting prices of something like two and a quarter per liter. Wow. Like, yeah. Time to downgrade your vehicle. But um, so I don't think enough people are taking into consideration when they're out buying a house, what their cost of living is and potentially how it is going to be affected this year. So if all of a sudden you're spending $100 more a month in gas, which is very realistic, or if you're spending $100 more a month in groceries, which is very realistic, you combine those two, that's 200 bucks a month. That's 50K on a mortgage. Yeah. yeah. So, and now the mortgage rate increase, let's say it increases by a quarter percent, which we're expecting. Um, you know, there's another 20K in, a, in, in your uh, affordability. So all of a sudden you've got this 70K swing right now. But the thing that blows my mind, there's always somebody willing to pay it like this money is just coming it's fucking flowing everywhere like people are pulling money out of their ass i don't know how they're you're a million dollars for a three-story two-bedroom townhome million bucks yeah that's the starting price there was a townhouse in milton last week that sold for 1.45 in four two story two story yeah yeah crazy in milton in milton starting starting price of a three-story townhome madam you released some at uh, ninth line border mississauga there um the three-story village homes Folks, these are homes that are attached from the sides and the back. You don't have a basement. You don't have a backyard. You only have windows on the front of the house. And you're lucky to get one car in the driveway. You get one car in the driveway, one in the garage. Starting at 1.38 million. Starting. So you need a million and a half to buy a. my, My first home. Was a village home, three story, same thing, three story townhome, yeah. hatch from both sides and the back, no basement, windows only in the front, 1300 square feet, bought it in Oakville. I paid $199.9 and people thought I was crazy. 
Yeah. Well, at the time they thought it was in the middle of nowhere also. Yeah. Man, I just made myself feel really old. I wonder because I mean, the, you back know, the, in the day, I paid one ninety nine for my first house. Every time somebody says "back in the day," I think of that TikTok trend. Back in the day, I can't remember how the song goes. It was me and you, friend. Anyways, the um, the big thing now is inventory, and that's what the government, one of their big every everyone's platform, they were all talking about how to increase inventory. They were talking about repurposing vacant um, industrial and commercial buildings. For residential purposes, they were talking about um, getting municipalities to allow for zoning changes to accommodate higher com- higher density construction. They were talking about selling off, I can't remember what percentage, but a 10 to 20% of crown land for residential development. But I wonder, it all comes into higher density and it all comes down to putting up tall buildings, which as we've experienced in Milton, nobody wants it put up. They all complain about it, but at the same time, they complain about pricing. I, but I wonder how small of a, like, I wonder what the best solution is, like how small of a condo or a property of some sort would somebody be willing to live in to get the price down? Cause you know, I'm condos in Milton are exceeding a million bucks. So it's just like, how do they, combat this supply and demand issue. I feel like they need to have a surge of inventory. Not going to happen. Not for a long time. Not going to happen. Not, not to keep, look at immigration. The numbers of immigration are going to go through the roof over the next 12 to 24 months. I imagine there's a crazy backlog. So where are all these people going to live? You're going to have investors wanting to buy rental properties because there's going to be a lot of people that can't afford to buy. So they're going to have to rent. And then you're going to have a bunch of people that have money that can buy. You've got that cycle of millennials that are out there buying their first home, trying to buy their first home, settling down and starting a family, whatever, you know, you, it's this whole mishmash of demand. You know, what's interesting is they say a lot of people complain and say that it's foreign buyers that are the problem. And I think the number in the GTA is about 20%. One in five is an investor. It's not foreign buyers, sorry, investors. Um, but also foreign buyers because you get a lot of people that complain about that. But funny enough, I think in the US or in Florida, 40% of the purchases are Canadians. Like it's a huge number. <laughs> like we're yeah. one of the biggest culprits in the States. Well, Certain primarily states. in Florida. Yeah. Florida, Texas, probably. Nevada. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see. I don't think I, the market is going to actually. March. I've been talking for, well, since I sold my property in Florida. Um, I wanted to reinvest in buying another property in the U.S. for For years, I've been talking about Detroit being like Detroit. You could have bought real estate dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. You still can, you know, in relative terms. But um, the market there has has done extremely well. Um, as you know, it's making a comeback Vegas, you know, me being a 
a Vegas boy and having lived there and have family that live there. I've talked about Vegas for years and it has seen massive increases in real estate and demand and people moving there. Um, the population has, has blown up. I think actually it's a great place to invest still and going to see some grand numbers there. Florida, everybody's drawn to Florida because of the weather. Yeah. But, but there's a, Florida is a big state. There's a lot of, well, not just the, the weather anymore, the way that it's governed. A yeah, lot of, like, a lot of people are leaving Ontario to go there. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm a fan of Costa Rica. If I was investing outside of this country, uh, I'd heavily be looking at Costa Rica. Um, I think they're going to see a lot of gains and, and, um, a lot of immigrants from North America, um, moving there, if not permanently as a vacation residence or as snowbirds, um, and it's safe, it's beautiful. The people are awesome. Um, I think you're just going to get a lot of people that say, I own a $2 million home with a few hundred thousand dollar mortgage. I'm going to retire and they sell and they move down South and they retire. Yeah. You're seeing it already. Yeah. Seeing it already. So anyway, I mean, to go back to the topic of will the mortgage rate increases March 2nd is the next one. Will it affect the spring market? And I think the unanimous answer between the two of us or is how it will, will it, how will, it, how will it, it? it will affect the market. It will heat it up. I suspect so, that's the case. I guess we'll uh, we'll reconvene on this topic the next um, predicted rise in rates, and we'll see where we're at at, th- at that point. But low supply, high demand. That's you not going to change. You bump up, you you say you're bumping up the rate and then you do it and people are going to panic and start putting their pen to paper. I would have to agree. Until next time, my friend. Episode 169. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Leave a comment and a thumbs up.